Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Grit, Season 1, Episode 15. This one time I got in trouble again. Yes, actually, it was before the first time I got in trouble. I'm doing something a little different this time, so we'll uh, talk about that in a second. Let's kick her off. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Grit. This is the place to go when you've got the hankering for purpose, a taste for fulfillment, and you're tired of living the rat race. My name is Beth Ann Gamble. Thanks for stopping in. Cafe Grit is now open for service. Hey, everybody. Beth Ann Gamble here. Just having a little fun there. This is my first attempt doing something a little different today. So if I sound different, it's because I'm recording this via a Zoom call. Yeah, this is my first. I normally use a little handheld recorder, uh, coincidentally also called a Zoom H6. So thank you, folks, uh, for naming things very similarly. I don't even know if they're related. I don't know if the Zoom H6 personal recorder is related to the Zoom US or the Zoom uh, video conferencing service. I don't know. Just kind of crazy. Anyway, so I'm going to talk talking today about getting in trouble again. Now, you may recall I did an episode, season one, episode 11, about getting in trouble when I mocked up my team at my IT job, my last IT job, into uh, Lego people. And it was a, a morale-boosting thing and uh, just having a little bit of fun. But then a compliance guy, very intense compliance guy found the uh, mock-ups on my cubicle and started a very serious investigation, um, which turned out to be not very serious because of some of the same things you're going to hear in the story today. So this other time I got in trouble was actually at the same company, but it was before I got my salary job and I was working my way through junior college. So my stepdad happens to have worked in the IT department of this company. So he told me that there was an opening for, and I'll call it an admin to the admins. It was basically, there was a woman who sat in a cubicle all day. Now, this was in the late 90s. So just to level set with you, computers were just, solitaire had just come out or had just started being um, widely used in the company. So that was perfect for me in this job. Um, But anyway, remember solitaire? Remember how we thought solitaire was like just the coolest thing? And now it's just like there's so much with role-playing games. and so Anyway, I digress. But my job was to sit in this cubicle for four hours a day. I couldn't do the whole day because there was already a woman there. Um, and she, could, she only could do part-time because she had a lung removed. No, no joke. So I came in to kind of do the morning shift and then she would do the afternoon or vice versa. I don't remember. But anyway, so my job was basically just to monitor a phone and answer the phone and deliver messages and monitor a fax machine. Now, youngins, if you don't know what a fax machine is, go Google it. It's a little machine that paper comes out of. People can send through a phone line uh, messages. But um, so for, for you know many months, this was my job as I was going to junior college. And one day, there was a woman who came by. Her name, let's call her Dana. Dana was um, an older woman, probably getting close to retirement at the time, and she was had been at the company for decades, you know, very professional. And a fax had come in on the fax machine with no identifying information. Now, it also just happens that the one of the two admins that I reported to, let's call her Kate, Kate, um, she's a friend of mine now, Kate 
was there as well. And the SPACs, the SPACs came through in the fax machine with no identifying information. I mean, there was literally nothing that told us anything about who it belonged to. I don't remember exactly what the facts said other than I know it wasn't something urgent. It may have been something that was, you know, mildly important, but nothing that I thought, you know, was worthy of uh, any kind of a panic. But uh, Dana had other thoughts. So as the three of us were in my tiny little, you know, four foot by four foot cubicle and this fax was being kind of passed around, she was getting increasingly upset and panicky about we have to find over who 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 this uh, this fax belonged to, and um, I wasn't I didn't think you know that we wouldn't, but I didn't think it was a a world crisis, and I don't know that she liked my sort of laid back attitude about it. So this kind of went on, and she just was getting increasingly increasingly intense about this fax machine that that nobody knew about. And I just remember her saying, well, we've got to figure out who it is. We've got to find out who it is. This, you know, it could be, you know, it's, it's important. We've got to figure this out. And um, so finally this kept escalating over several moments. And I, I just, she just wasn't accepting that I was going to deal with it. So um, she, um, you know, escalated. And then at some point I just snapped and I said, fine, Dana, I will take care of it. I will figure it out. And I didn't say anything bad. I didn't swear and drop an F-bomb like I normally would today. But my tone of voice was definitely, you know, out of the traditional professional zone, which anybody who knows me knows that I don't really follow traditional. But, you know, I, I understand t- time and place. So uh, Dana, that stopped her, shut her up. And she kind of walked off and didn't say another word. So I don't even remember what I did with the facts. I'm sure we figured it out. But um, a couple hours later, I knew that I had snapped. You know, Dana was a, a seasoned professional at this company. And I was just this young, you know, in her 20s going to junior college thing. So I walked over to her cubicle a few aisles over and I um, apologized. I kind of peeked in and I said, hey, I'm really sorry I, I snapped at you. I said I was just, you know, getting frustrated and I um but it was unprofessional and and I'm sorry. She just looked up, to, up at me from her little chair and she said, "Well, I already went to Dick and told him that I want you fired." Now, Dick was the actual person who signed my paychecks and um he was the uh, the one that the admins reported to. So, um I was a little uh, at a loss for words, which does not happen often, but I think I said something like, well, you know, I'm, I'm very sorry, but I, I do apologize. And I just walked away, beeline to the bathroom because that's what I do. I, I bawl and I cry. So I was in the bathroom for quite some time because, you know, I'm an ugly crier and you know how it is when, when the tears start to flow badly and you can't stop them, it's over. And it takes a while to recover. It takes a while to get the you know, the face back and, you know, the makeup in order so that people don't go, are you okay? You know, you know, you don't want that kind of attention. So eventually I recovered, you know, went back and I was just really upset because I thought I'm, I'm getting fired. I, I, and I needed the job, right? I had taken on some increasing responsibilities. I had, you know, gotten to know people. I really loved the department. I mean, I ended up going into majoring in computer information systems because of this department, because of the people there. Um, and then ended up working at the company for 16 years as a salaried employee. So um, a couple days later, I got pulled, maybe it was the next day, I don't remember, uh, the the guy, Dick, who was the the boss man, pulled me, really nice guy, 
pulled me into a conference room. Wasn't the first time, but you know, mostly it was just, um, I had to kind of be the, the gatekeeper for some of the people that tried to take advantage. But anyway, so he pulled me into this conference room and he said, basically, uh, Kate has told me what went on. She told me the story. She told me that you apologized. Um, you're done. I now I need to deal with Dana, who doesn't think that she had any part of this. So thank dog that Kate was there to witness this, because I don't know that it would have gone the same way. I don't know that I would have gotten fired, but her there, you know, understanding that and, and letting him know that he had this was kind of the back and forth. And, you know, yes, she did snap, but I did apologize. So basically, Beth, I get it. You screwed up. You apologized. It wasn't, you know, a, a world crisis. You did the right thing. Um, Miss Miss Dana over here doesn't think that she had any part of it. So now I got to deal with her, right? Because she's very, she was very um, intense. So that was it. So I didn't ended up getting in trouble, but it was pretty uh, traumatic at the time. But um, I, I think there are some common themes here that I that were similar to the Lego story, right? Number one is yes, I'm a crier. I when I it's self failure. I don't like self failure. I am absolutely embracing of failure in any part of my life. I am you know I am I work through the fear. Failure doesn't doesn't scare me. Um, but it bothers me when it's my own failure. And I kind of consider this my own failure. Um, the other thing is, is just um, being honest and not trying to fit, uh, hide anything. In both cases, it was like, yeah, I, you know, I screwed up. Um, well, actually, I don't think I screwed up with the Lego people, but I just confessed that, yeah, I did it. I'm the one who mocked up my people into Lego caricatures with medieval weapons and coffee cups. And yes, um, somebody might find that offensive. I'm not sure who. But um, somebody might find that offensive. Apparently, that was why it was bad. But anyway, and then the third thing was is just um, taking ownership, right? So with Dana, I took ownership and I apologized because I knew in that case, yes, I did mess up. I got unprofessional. I snapped to her. Um, I didn't do that with the Legos because, um, you know, there's really not a, an apology to be had. I mean, other than it, my team and they actually helped me with this. So I didn't feel like it was necessary to apologize to the, the people that were um, um, many of them a part of the, the exercise. But, um, but I think that deflated that situation, right? I think this compliance guy was so intense. He was ready for a fight. He was like, I'm, I got her. I got her. And he was probably used to um, much more egregious and, and, and horrible violations of compliance and ethics, you know, harassment, sexual harassment, in some cases, physical altercations in a company of seven or 8,000, you know, that's going to happen. So I think he was just, man, or maybe it was just a slow week and he was thinking, all right, I got it. I got one. And I was just like, no, I did it. I, you know, I, I don't know if he thought I was going to try to lie about it or, um, pretend like it wasn't me, but I was like, yeah, I did it. And here's why I did it. And, you know, I questioned him when he said it was offensive. I, you know, I just politely said, you know, what, can you clarify what, what's offensive? Is it the medieval weapons? Is it the cartoon people? Is it the coffee cups? Is it the, so, um, you know, definitely take ownership. I think it, it does in almost all situations, taking ownership and admitting if you have done something wrong or have just done something um, it almost always makes the situation better. Um, otherwise, if you deny, lie, it's going to come back to haunt you um, 100%. So 
But that's it. That's uh, that's my little story about getting in trouble at work. Um, so I would love to hear your story about getting in trouble at work. So if you're watching this on a YouTube channel, um, put me a comment in below and let me know your, your getting in trouble at work story. Um, if you are uh, listening to this on the podcast, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm Bethane Campbell, or you can follow hashtag Cafe Grit. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, both as The Bean 67. So that's T H E B E A N N 67. Um, by the way, The Bean is an amalgam of Bethane. So that's where I'm there. And also, we have a Facebook group. It's called Cafe Grit, and it is a place where you can come. It's a private group, so it doesn't show up in your newsfeed if you need to rant about your horrible uh, corporate situation or finding fulfillment elsewhere or your crappy situation where you got in trouble at work for stuff that you shouldn't have gotten in trouble for. Um, that's the place to go. All right, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great week. I appreciate you stopping by. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Take, take it easy. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by Cafe Grit, where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. If you like what's on the menu, please check out the Cafe Grit group on Facebook, where I'd love to hear your feedback and continue these conversations. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Beth Ann Campbell, that's Ann with an E, or by following hashtag Cafe Grit. And I will be forever beholden if you would give me a quick review on iTunes to make the Apple gods happy. In return, I will wish upon you copious amounts of bacon, your favorite hot beverage, and of course, pie. The music for this podcast is called Lounge Cafe, and it's by Dmitri Baliev. You can find more great tunes by Dmitri and others at audiojungle.net. Check it out. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, you don't have to deal with the bullshit, and there is something better out there. Let's figure it out together. Take it easy. Take it easy.